joy for the Ricker family to be here today with you. Uh, this is a, a special day, you know, we have uh, Easter Sunday and we say, Hallelujah, Christ arose. And uh, we're going to be talking more about his resurrection uh, throughout the morning. And uh, at the, after the luncheon today, we will be showing a PowerPoint of the work going on in Guatemala. And so you'll be able to see the pictures and the work going on there. Uh, my wife, Juanita, is, uh, is with me today, and my two boys, Samuel and Joshua. And everybody knows... Uh, my dad, Hal, Hal Ricker, or, or most everybody knows him. He's been around forever and a day, you know. The Lord just keeps uh, giving him life to serve him, and so we rejoice. Uh, you, my dad will never tell you how old he is, but we're able to do that, you know. And we say, what a blessing. He will be 99 in August and is still going. And I have to say one thing. Uh, his desire was always to serve the Lord, work in the Lord's uh, uh, vineyard. And when we used to talk about retirement, uh, when he was 70 and then up in the 80s and in the 90s, he says, no, if the Lord gives me strength, I will serve him. And so God has given him the desire of his heart and he continuously goes and he's nonstop. So, us young ones need to learn that we need to keep going and going and going and never stop until the Lord calls us home or he returns in the air. Uh, this morning, um, I'd like to uh, invite you to open up your Bibles to the book of, of Romans. Romans chapter 4. We all know that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ rose from the dead on the third day to fulfill uh, the scripture and he resurrected victoriously over sin and death. And today, you know, we as God's children, we gather together on the first day of the week. We gather here on the, the Lord's day and when why is the reason that we gather here? Well, we're commemorating the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Every week for us is Resurrection Day. You know, our Lord Jesus Christ rose from the dead, and so we rejoice in that through faith, we too, if we were to die today, will resurrect one day if we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I'd like to say one thing. When we gather for the Lord's Day, what are we commanded to do? First, we worship the Lord, right? We gather to, to, to worship. But Second uh, Peter 3.18 commands us to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we can be growing in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ all week long, throughout the week. But on the Lord's Day, we gather uh, publicly, a whole group, and we are commanded to, to, to really concentrate 
and, and learn all that we can about our Lord Jesus Christ and the plan, His design for our lives. God teaches us in His Scripture that uh, all the things that He wants us to do, but a lot of times we are so busy in our lives and we're, uh, we're, we're, we're too busy to stop and study the design that God has for our lives. And so we always have to be thinking, am I growing in grace and knowledge of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? And if I'm not, what am I missing from His design? Scripture is the design that God gave us uh, for our lives. And so we study that design. A lot of times we ourselves think, well, we're better engineers. We can redesign and maybe we can design it better. We can design our lives a little better to make us feel good. But it's not about us. It's about pleasing God and fulfilling His design in our lives. I'd like to take you, I'd like to focus this morning on Romans, you know, Romans chapter 4 is uh, uh, the great chapter of justification by faith, uh, where we have Abraham uh, in verse 3, believing what God said, and uh, he believed and it was counted unto him for righteousness. He believed, he had faith that God could uh, could do and he would do what he promised he would do, what he said. And so in this chapter is a, is a great chapter to see how, how God worked with Abraham. But today I want to concentrate and focus on verse 25, the last verse of Romans chapter 4. And anybody here with a, a King James Version would like to read this for me this morning? Okay. Who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our Is that simple to understand? Is that very clear to you? That Jesus Christ was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification? It's, it's a quite simple statement here in Scripture, and it's the summary of the whole gospel of Jesus Christ. The center of the gospel, that Jesus Christ was delivered for our sin. And when we think about that, you know, Good Friday, we, had a, we were up in Collingswood, we had a, a, a Good Friday service, and we're thinking on the pain and agony that our Lord Jesus Christ went through taking our place on the cross of Calvary, where He shed His precious blood to wash away our sins, but He was delivered so that that would be fulfilled. But who delivered Him? Well, in Scripture we see that man delivered Him into the hands of justice and death, because they wanted to do away with him. But is that the only one who delivered him? Well, in Scripture we can see that 
God the Father had to deliver His Son to be a sacrifice so that all us sinners by faith would come to Christ, have our sins forgiven, believe the Gospel, and have eternal life. So when we see that uh, He was delivered for our offenses, Jesus Christ was delivered to die. His mission was to come to this world, become flesh, God in the flesh, and He had to go to the cross to make a sacrifice, a blood sacrifice, so that all those who believe in Him could be saved. In, in uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 32. In Romans eight thirty-two, we see that He that spared not His own Son, but delivered Him up for us all, how shall He not with Him also Freely give us all things. Here we see the love of the Father for us in which He delivered His own Son that He would be the sacrifice that would forgive us of our sins. Has all our sins been forgiven? Well, when we look at the cross and we glory in the cross, we see that Jesus Christ shed all His blood to wash away the sins. Well, it's a call to all men to repent and believe the Gospel, but not all do. So we know that Jesus Christ died on His cross and shed His blood and His blood is sufficient for all the world, but it only becomes efficient for those who believe, those who trust in Him for forgiveness of His sins. And so we see that Jesus Christ was delivered by God the Father. And we see that our Heavenly Father gave Him into the hands of justice and death according, according to what? His pre, uh, his uh, uh, determinate counsel of foreknowledge. Before this world was ever created, God, in His design in eternity, already had the plan for His Son to come to this world. He was going to deliver Him to justify all those who believe. Jesus Christ never resisted. I don't know if we can find any place in Scripture that He was dragged to Calvary's cross. He willingly went because He knew He was fulfilling the mission and doing the Father's will. We can remember as He got close to the, to the time for the, to be crucified, where he's asking the Father if there's any other way that we could do this 
Let's do it. But not my will, but thy will be done. And he willingly went to the cross to save sinners like us. If we truly have repented and believed the gospel. Today we find many people in different parts of the world who seem to have religion and are happy with their religion. And they feel that because they're good and they've done many good things, that they will be in heaven. Many people today are deceived and are on that wide road that leads to destruction. And so our job is to try to save them. We have been put here now in Christ as lifesavers. We need to go around the highways and byways of hell and proclaim that Jesus Christ came to die for sinners and on the third day He arose victorious over sin and death to save them. And we are the examples. Jesus Christ his, gave Himself on the cross that the grace of God would touch our hearts, that would work in us and call us to repentance. And aren't you glad that we came to repentance? Aren't you glad that you have eternal life? Jesus Christ gave Himself. And I can tell you that when we look at this passage, and it's the center of the Gospel, we see that He was delivered, but when He was delivered to the cross, that was not the completed work. He needed to resurrect from the dead. If Jesus Christ had stayed in the tomb, would we be here today? There was a finished work to be done. He not only was delivered for our offenses, but He was raised again for our justification. Do you believe in the resurrection? We believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ and that in the same body, that he was born, he resurrected, and he has a glorified body, which one day we hope to have the same. And when we think about that thought, it brings us joy to say, I am redeemed. I have been bought with the blood of Christ. And so as we uh, think today that uh, he was raised again for our justification. He resurrected to justify all who believe. All who repent from their sins. All who believe the gospel. And those who believe and have repented, their sins are blotted out. Their sins are erased. They're buried in the deepest sea. And God promises never to remember them again. But one day, we will have to give an account of all that we've said and done. All those who truly believe are special redeemed people who 
are today walking around not worrying about that we have to go to another trial. The charges of sin have been dismissed. But yet we are called to confess our sins to our Lord Jesus Christ. Why do we confess them? Because our consciences work in us, saying that we have sinned against God and we have to confess and we have to repent. It's the way God designed it to be that we would continuously be repenting because we have not made, been made perfect yet. One day we will be. One day we will not sin anymore. And what a glorious day that will be when we shall be transformed in the, in the twinkling of an eye and we shall meet our Savior and see Him face to face and be perfected to not sin anymore. And so we have great joy that we are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. We have been bought with a very high price, a, a price, a debt that we can never repay. Never. So we owe a lot to our Savior, Jesus Christ. All our sin, all the sin charges have been thrown out of the court. And that's why we can walk today with joy and peace and believing. Because we believe that all our sins are forgiven. But our Lord tells us, Sin no more. Many people today, well, all my sins are forgiven. I don't have to uh, worry about that. I, I said a prayer and God forgave me. And I can continue on my life and I'm going to sin. But, you know, Jesus Christ said, sin no more. Go! And sin no more. Your sins are forgiven. But go and sin no more. How difficult is that for us? Since we were born again. <clears throat> have we sinned? Of course we have. But that's why. We have to confess. We don't go and confess. To man. We don't go. To to somebody else to confess. No, we go directly. We boldly can go to the throne of grace and thank Him for forgiving us and confess our sin and say, please forgive us. Help us to sin no more. Help us to be truly holy as you are holy. Is our desire to be truly holy? Our Lord Jesus Christ, He was truly holy and He took our place so that we would strive to be truly holy as He is holy. I rejoice when I think that there is no more condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. That verse is, has, has, has had an impact on me 
that I can go through life and not have doubts. You know, when Satan puts doubts in our lives, what is he taking away from us? Joy and peace. But God wants us to have joy and peace knowing that our sins are forgiven and that we do not have to face trial again for our sins. So, Romans 8.1. Do you know what that says? There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. But there's a but there afterwards. What's the... There is now... There, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. But then it tells us how we must walk. Look with me at Romans 8.1 and you'll be able to see there is no condemnation for those who walk in the Spirit. The verse says... There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Where are we walking today? Are we glorifying God with our, all our hearts? Is our lives, everything that we say and do and think, do we glorify God? Do we declare the glory of God? I can tell you this. Many declare the glory of God, but have a difficult time in following Jesus and living for Jesus and lifting up a testimony for our Savior where they don't glorify Him with their thoughts, their words, and their actions. We must Glorify God with all our being. If we're going to declare His glory, we need to be clean vessels for the Lord. And so, as we see here this, this great truth that He was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification, if we are justified before God, now we must walk the rest of our lives in this world glorying in the cross of Christ. Go with me to Galatians uh, chapter 6. The Apostle Paul uh, here in this, uh, in this verse clearly is showing us an example and he says, but God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. If you and I are justified by faith, our walk will be known and seen by others that we're glorying in the cross where our Lord Jesus Christ took our place, shed His precious blood, died, was buried, and resurrected on the third day to justify us before God. 
He had paid the penalty of sin. And in paying the penalty of sin, He gave every drop of His blood to wash us and redeem us. And so now the redeemed must stand up and say, I glory on the cross of Christ. And so our work today is to go through this world glorying in the cross of Christ so that others might come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. And that is our work in Guatemala. The Lord has called us to Guatemala. The Lord has you right here in Kingsville, Maryland. Our mission is not different. Some people say, well, the missionaries go to another land and here we have our pastors and elders and they have to do their work here. God has called all of us to be witnesses for Him. And it's not an option. Ye shall be witnesses unto me. And so we are the witnesses now that Jesus Christ arose from the dead on the third day. He was resurrected to justify all of us sinners before His Holy Father. And He's given us a job to do. He first tells us, I want you to grow in grace and knowledge of of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then I want you to proclaim throughout the world what Jesus did for sinners. And so our message is that Jesus Christ was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. And so we have eternal life. But we must work hard and we need to sacrifice our time to serve the Lord so that others would know about the work that Jesus Christ came to save sinners like us. He fulfilled His mission. But are you and I fulfilling his, the, the mission that God has given us? Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That should be our number one task in life. And so we have many, many tools that allow us to do that. We have many, uh, we have Bibles, New Testaments, we have tracts. We have our own personal testimony. Each and every one of us can be a good witness just with our testimony of what Christ has done for us. And so as we think of the resurrection today, we think of the mission that God has given us to do, knowing and understanding that God sent His only Son, born of a virgin. He came down to this world and He suffered, but He got the message out. His message was very simple. Repent and believe the gospel. Repent of your sins and take my holy word and live by it. And I will guide you every step of the way if you allow me to do it. God doesn't hit us over our head and says, I'm going to have you do it. 
but he wants us to willingly, loving him for what he's done for us, go out and fulfill the mission that he has entrusted us. So if we truly glory in the cross of Jesus, that is good evidence that you have been made a new creature. Because you're focused on the cross, you're focused on the sacrifice that Jesus made, you're focused on the blood of the Lamb that takes away the sin of the world, you are focused in fulfilling your mission when you glory in the cross. So that is the center point of the gospel. And that's why the Apostle Paul said, God forbid, what he's saying, it is impossible for me now to glory in something else but the cross of Jesus. And so if we do that, and we have a good example of the Apostle Paul, if we do that, we will be able to fulfill missions like the Apostle Paul did. He suffered quite a lot, didn't he? (laughs) Now let me ask you here today, have we suffered for the cause of Christ? I tell you, many Christians today have not suffered like others in the Bible have. But it doesn't mean that if you are witnesses, you will have to suffer. But God says through his word that we will suffer some. We will have tribulations. We will have trials. But he will deliver us from them all. How will he deliver us? Look at how God the Father delivered his son to be offered up as a sacrifice for us sinners. And so when we look at that, well, I don't want to be delivered up to be a sacrifice. No, God wants us. I want you to be a living sacrifice. Put yourself on the altar and say, God, I am willing to do Whatever you desire me to do, I want to serve thee because I love thee. I want to serve thee because thou hast redeemed me. I want to serve thee because you deserve all honor and glory from my life. And so as we go through today, thinking about the resurrection... Let us keep clear in my mind that through that resurrection we have been given a lot of duties to fulfill. Just like a soldier has duties to fulfill, we as soldiers of Jesus Christ need to fulfill our duty. If not, we are negligent. If we don't fulfill our duty, what will our reward be? How many rewards do we want? Some people might say, I've done enough. I have enough rewards in heaven. It's time to retire. (laughs) Do we want to retire from being witnesses? 
That's a job we never retire from. That's a job that goes to the day we close our eyes and the Lord takes us or he comes in the air and takes us with him with, uh, with, uh, with all his children. So, we today must glory in the cross and let the whole world know that we are glorying in the cross. Not to hide it. Well, I'm only going to do a little bit over here or a little bit over here. No. We need to glory in the cross 24 hours a day, seven days a week, wherever the Lord would take us. We need to point to the cross and we glory in the cross because that's where our eternal life came from. And because we believe on Jesus Christ hanging on the cross on our behalf, then we are trusting the Lord just like Abraham was. God gave Abraham the promises and he told him, in thy seed shall all the worlds be blessed. All the world be blessed. All nations will be blessed. Everyone through Christ. Who was the seed? Jesus Christ. And through Christ, we are blessed. And God told Abraham everything that he would do in the future. And Abraham believed. We are in a different position than Abraham. We're not looking forward. Now by faith, we look back. To the cross. Abraham looked forward to the cross. He was looking forward to see what God was doing. We look back, and just like Abraham was justified by faith, believing God, we are justified by faith, believing in Christ. Did he resurrect? Of course he resurrected. Were we, was there any of us there, witnesses? When he was crucified, dead and buried, resurrected? No. But by faith, we receive the truth. And we can see it. And in our hearts, believe it. And we are justified by believing what God said he did with his son. He delivered him for our offenses. And then raised him from the dead to justify all who believe and repent. If we do not repent and keep sinning, what evidence are we giving? Our lives have to have evidence. And so, as we go through life, let us strive, let us fight hard to be holy as God is holy, truly holy. How holy do you want to be? God is working in our hearts and he's saying, son, please, listen to me. I give you my whole word. You have the whole design for your life in front of you. And I want to fill you with the knowledge of my will. And I want to give you wisdom. And why I want to give you spiritual understanding so that you can go out 
and glory in the cross and make that message of glory in the cross strong and powerful for everyone to hear. And do not be ashamed of me. If we can go forward and until Christ returns in the, in the air or calls us home, we must be busy. Busy about the Lord's work. Busy about planting the seed, the Word of God, so that others can come by and water it. And we hope and pray that the seed that we plant will be in good ground so that it can grow and give fruit and fruit in abundance for the glory of God. May all we do and say and think bring honor and glory to our God. And so we have a task ahead of us for every day. Let us glory in the cross of Christ and let us shout hallelujah. He arose to justify me, a sinner. And now you can give the testimony. I'm a sinner saved by grace. And so our testimonies can be very, very powerful. And God can use them. I'll tell you, you don't come to ever knowing 100% what God has showed us in the Scripture. I have a good example, my father. He doesn't get out of bed in the morning till he's had Bible. And at his age, then be, another thing he does before he gets out of does uh, another thing he does before he gets out of bed is exercise. He gets his body going and then he gets up. And then he goes and has his breakfast. Cereal, banana, milk, orange juice, and his vitamins. And we see him here today by God's grace. He says, well, I can't take the credit for anything. God put the genes together. And God has given him a desirous heart to continue serving and spreading the gospel. So we know that if he can do it, certainly we can do it. No. We're younger. We have strength. Our minds are still working. Our, 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 our speech is still working. We have all the tools to glorify God and be in witnesses for Him. And so, my challenge to you today is to look for ways to serve the Lord. It's there if you want to do it. If you don't want to do it, well, someone else can do it. We can push it over to the side and put it away for somebody else to do it. But we are all called to be missionaries. Witnesses for Christ. So sometimes you say, okay, the missionaries are coming here today. No, they're all here. <laughs> we all have a mission to fulfill. So no matter where the Lord has put us, we are missionaries that glory in the cross of Jesus and shout, hallelujah, he rose again to justify
me, a sinner, now saved by grace. I'm an ex-sinner. <laughs> I was on the highways and byways to hell. But he rescues the perishing through the power of his word. And the Apostle Paul clearly says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to all those who believe. Let's take the word out so that others would come to repentance and believe the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for thy powerful word that works in our hearts and minds and souls and purifies us, works in us to better our walk with Christ, works in us so that our testimonies would be clearer, works in us so that we could have spiritual understanding to be able to lead others, other sinners to Christ. And today, O oh Lord, we thank you for the privilege that you give us to gather and look at thy word and study thy word and now help us to meditate and ponder on thy word as we go through the rest of this day. Help us to go forward shouting hallelujah, Christ arose to justify me a sinner, to justify me by faith in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We thank you, O Lord, for the testimony of, of this church. We thank you for all those who have been gathered here to, together by thy grace. And we pray, O Lord, that our worship and fellowship together will bring honor and glory to thee. Help us all to go forward, being missionaries, spreading the gospel to bring honor and glory to thee. And all these things we ask in Jesus' precious name. Amen.